0: Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé.
1: Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too.
0: My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine. Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500
2: beers at always low prices. Cheers! FreshBooks is a ridiculously easy-to-use cloud accounting software for small business owners that saves you time and gets you paid faster. Now used by over 10 million people worldwide. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Forbes and enter Sports Money in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is Forbes Sports Money on Podcast One. And I'm your host, Mike Ozanian. This show is all about the business of sports. Today, I have Rick Fox, three-time NBA champ, a TV star, movie star, producer, and a big fan of esports, and Stratton Sclavos one of the most success- successful venture capitalists in the United States. Guys, thanks a lot for joining me on Sports Money today.
1: Thanks for
2: having us. You know, I look at the journeys of you two guys, and by looking at what you've each done individually, it's fascinating that your paths cross at the juxtaposition of esports, and in particular, the new private equity firm that you guys are part of, the investment firm that you're going to be uh, placing investments in gaming and other lifestyle companies. Uh, Stratton, can you tell me a little bit about what the goals are of this?
0: Well, I think we, Rick and I, and our other partner Amit Rosada, are, had all been friends before this, and had done various things together. And we're sitting around one day and started talking. Rick was telling me all about Echo Fox and this competitive video gaming, and we started to look into it more seriously. We said, you know, this is all about this new lifestyle uh, group, this this generation always people who are always connected, always social, always mobile, and we started looking at it from an investment theme perspective and. Beyond just Echo Fox, the team playing competitive video games, we saw there was uh, entertainment content that could be built, so we bought production studios, and we also saw there were data services to be done, uh, player statistics, as well as league management, so we looked in and we said, this is a very, very interesting space to invest in, and we jumped in full force now and have three companies in that space, and we're going to be adding other generation always sectors, if you will, like lifestyle food and beverage, and uh, even fashion downtime. So Vision Venture Partners is a private equity firm, and esports is the first big jump in here with, with three different companies uh, that are covering kind of the, the, e- the ecosystem of, of professional you know, esports.
2: What are the three different companies in Vision Venture Partners?
0: Well, we have Echo Fox, which is the company that Rick uh, formed a little more than a year and a half ago, to be a competitive video game professional team. Um, and we've gone from one team when Rick started it to now uh, ten teams with 40 players that all wear the same Echo Fox jersey. So you know the one one difference from professional sports is you can have multiple teams playing multiple games or multiple leagues, if you will, but all wearing the same Echo Fox jersey. So your fan base gets aggregated across teams and across leagues, as opposed to just being in M- NBA or, or NHL. So Echo Fox is a team, and that's where Rick really, I think raised all of esports to another level of visibility last year. Uh, Vision Entertainment is a production studio. We, we have uh, three production studios here in Beverly uh, Hills. We are producing eight shows a, a week right now, most of them on Facebook Live. We did a primetime special with The CW, all around uh, original content, game shows, and, and docu-series, and um, you know competitive uh, shows for uh, esports today. And then uh, Twin Galaxies is the third one, which is the data services. We have every world record ever achieved in any video game since 1981 in our databases. So you, we can talk Donkey Kong on a Commodore 64 or the latest League of Legends on a PC. We have all the player statistics. It's like the Elias Sports Bureau meets Guinness Book of World Records. And Twin Galaxies will be announcing some exciting things soon about running leagues for different uh, software publishers.
2: And taking a quick break to let you know I found the best way for you to buy travel. It's upside.com. Here's why it's a great deal. At Upside, you save money on travel and you get a free Amazon gift card worth $100, $200, even $300 every time. You get savings and a big gift card, free. Here's how they do it. Upside bundles your flights and hotel together for one low price. Bundling saves a ton of money, especially on business travel. So they give you an Amazon gift card. Your company saves money and you still keep all your miles. And right now, when you use the code FORBES, You're guaranteed a free $200 Amazon gift card your first time. The code FORBES gets you a guaranteed $200 Amazon gift card. How can you not do it? Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every time. Upside.com. That's Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Hey, Rick, uh, how did you get into eSports?
1: it starts with being a gamer uh, myself as a kid uh, and keeping that passion uh, throughout my sporting career. Competition was probably the first, the fire was first uh, lit, the pilot light was first lit when, when with an Atari 2600 in and, and competitive uh, bouts as a kid uh, and that led to obviously my, my comp- competitive nature growing through sports and professional basketball through college at University of North Carolina and then on to the Celtics and the Lakers but for me, it was really a tool to connect to my son throughout his young life. Uh, we played a lot of video games together. I was not the parent that said get out, of put down the controller, get out of the house. I was the parent that understood my son really enjoyed uh, video games. Wanted to have a life and a career in the video game industry. I was very passionate about it. So I taught life lessons through the characters we played together, and and that was uh, that was our connection as as a father son. Uh, that led me to. As uh, you've heard Stratton share, the, the VVP focus of uh, a generation that's always connected and always on and always, uh, 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 you know, looking uh, to the next thing. We, we, uh, you know, my son and I just stayed in tune with what was happening in his life. I have an 18-year-old uh, daughter who I also pay attention to, too, and, I, and I noticed, uh, I noticed their passions and the way they were moving, and it, it led me to uh, recognize that esports was. Really, uh, creating this groundswell uh, in a community that w- where a generation of of kids were really not ashamed to be gamers, were really living that that passion outwardly. We're looking for not only careers, but we're really some in some cases pursuing professional lives as some of the best gamers in the world. And as you know, I come from a professional you know sporting background, so it just really rung clear and true to me. When I stepped into Madison Square Garden uh, two years ago and experienced it firsthand, saw the sold-out crowds, uh, interacted with the professional athletes that were there competing uh, in the League of Legends North American Championships, watched them win a championship, and really had every memory come rushing back from my days uh, of winning championships with the Lakers. So that kind of sparked for me, uh, along with running into Adam Silver, there at the uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, the commissioner of the NBA and John Skipper ESPN head, I could sense that I wasn't the only one experiencing and seeing that there was a lot of uh, uh, on the rise here in the future of eSports. So I just uh, jumped in and uh, started to forge ahead, and uh, I'm fortunate to have great minds that, that think a lot better than I do when it comes to the business side of things. But also uh, in the case of Stratton, Stratton comes from a sporting background, has great years of, of being a San Jose owner, a Sharks owner, and op- operating a professional franchise. And then Ahmed Rosado, who comes from the business side of things, the buying and selling, the fintech world. You know, I really find myself with great teammates, and I get to, I get to share in this ride and this journey as we go out and tackle the, uh, echo, the ecosystem of uh, esports.
2: And now for a quick break to share that a curious thing happened to FreshBooks, on its way to becoming the largest cloud accounting software platform for small business owners in the world. As a company, they've managed to stay small while soaring to over 10 million users strong. Or is it the other way around? Has FreshBooks customer base soared because their company has stayed small? Named as a small giant on Forbes' list of best small companies this year, FreshBooks has been recognized for focusing on greatness over growth. By drastically simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online, and delivering award-winning customer service that usually picks up in under three rings, FreshBooks has changed how small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. This is really only a fraction of what FreshBooks can do, and they want you to see more. To claim your 30-day free trial, no credit card required, Just go to freshbooks.com slash Forbes and enter sports money in the how did you hear about us section. You know, going back, I I do a lot of sports valuations here at Forbes, you know, valuing basketball teams, soccer teams, baseball teams, what have you. And people are always using multiples of revenue, you know, baseball teams worth four to five times revenue and so forth. When you're going to buy uh, uh, the League of Legends team, how did you even know what it was worth? I mean, w- what sort of methodology do people look at when they go to value uh, esports teams?
1: Well, we we were fortunate enough to, in the case of uh, the slot we purchased uh, for League of Legends, which was our entry point, uh, there were comps that were out there, there were other people selling at the time, uh, and you know, you negotiate, you look for the the, the most interested seller, uh, you try to get the best deal. It took a month to get done. Uh, and, as, and as what we noticed was in all cases uh, multiples were happening each year every time there was a split and there was a sale, sale of a slot maybe from the, ch- the challengers league or an incoming um, or exiting uh, esport owner at the time uh, the, the multiples were always going up so you know we you know we go that's where Ahmed came in and, and did, did the appropriate negotiations because he buys and sells a lot of stuff over the course of his career and I think we got in it at a a really great time because now the multiples continue to increase.
2: Hey, well, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please.
1: And I'm going to say, I mean,
0: you've also got the situation in, in all pro sports, whether it's NHL or NBA, that the market will also go up. Uh, multiples will expand when you start to see bigger TV contracts coming. And in the case of uh, esports, you had Riot, getting, uh, Riot Games getting a very large contract from MLB BAM to stream. And so you start to see that coming. You start to see more fan engagement. We went from 1 million fans. To north of five million fans in just six months. So when you start to see the actual fan engagement and advertiser sponsors and, and broadcast, broadcast media rights people come in, those multiples expand. Look, look what you saw happen when when Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers. He he rose everybody's valuation in the yeah probably by fifty to one hundred percent.
2: Except for probably Atlanta Hawks who sold a little bit later, uh, but you know for like seven thirty five. But my Mike. My- Thir- seven or 35 million. But my key thing is what I'm, what I'm wondering is cause it's, this seems like it, what it fits into what your strategy is now with the crossover and fan engagement. In other words, if I just had an esports team, one team and you know, it seems to me the key, the most valuable thing would be the one or two, the players, right? The guys who win much more so than say an NBA team where one guy can leave. And you know, if, if, uh, even if Aaron Judge were to leave the Yankees, the value of the Yankees isn't going to go down. But that could perhaps happen with an eSports team where one person is the big winner. But it seems like what you're doing with this crossover is the values built in the aggregated audience. I'm trying to understand, you know, the model here. And is, is that right, what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you're you're, you're exactly right. It's, you know, if you go to a Facebook or a YouTube or a Twitch, you know, it's the number of eyeballs, obviously, that you can bring to them that drives the value, if you will, of your streaming contracts, the value of your, your media rights. And so having a broad-based team with 40 players across 10 games and adding more and having some of those players be the best in the world in their particular game, now you start to see fan engagement expansion. And then you couple that with Vision Entertainment, our studios, building this original content that are things like... Game shows and sports center like shows and, and uh, weekly fail reports, what, what the worst things that happened in gaming this week. You put that original content together with players that you're now telling stories about, and your and a growing fan base, and that is very interesting to a sponsor, an advertiser, and a media rights company.
2: It's so powerful, I, and I see it even for what we're trying to do at Forbes, where the changes when we first started to go really big with online and streaming. It was about getting the audience to come to us. Now the shift is, particularly where mobile is, we know where people like to consume their content and what content they like. And then now we're trying to get that content to them where they are. And and that seems like with this venture, that's why it could be very successful because you know – who loves this stuff and stuff related to gaming, all the other things that these people do in terms of their lifestyles. You can get it right to them where they are and how they're consuming it.
0: Exactly right. And as Rick well knows, I mean, we, the other great thing about this is because it's an online world where, where you've got hundreds of millions of, of fans, you can have people buying an Echo Fox Jersey uh, from Korea. You can have them an Echo Fox Jersey, uh, even though we're LA based all across the U S uh, our our players can be known, you know, across uh, these geographies. It's really such a an interesting, fascinating multiplier across what what is professional sports ecosystem now multiplied by this online presence that gets you everywhere at once and gets you on every device and gets you the ability to really cross all these these different geographies and cultures. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think yeah. I
1: think the technology the technology has advanced everything to the point where if you look at the Yankees or you look at the Lakers brands that may have taken 20, 30 years to reach a global, uh, you know, have global reach. You know, we, I, I, I know it for a fact. I mean, I travel the world and, and I wear an Echo Fox jersey and have people point out at least the recognition of what that means already. And it's, it's happened in a, in a two-year span. And, and that's exciting because, to, to Stratton's point, it, it is, you know, it's global already.
2: And now just breaking away to tell you about Upside. The smart, new way to buy travel is Upside.com. You save money and get a free Amazon gift card every trip you buy. Use the code FORBES and you're guaranteed at least a $200 gift card your first time using Upside. Save big on travel and get a big gift card. Upside.com. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Hey, you know, Rick, one thing I always wanted to know, I'm I'm 57 years old, so I had the privilege of seeing your career, college, and pro, and uh, the, tra- the way you made a, to me as an outside observer, I'm sure there was a tremendous amount of work on your part, but then the seamless transition into acting, TV, movies, and producing, and then as a businessman, how were you able to do that amidst, I don't know, did, did being in L.A. make it easier or harder to, to, to learn to be able to do this?
1: You know what, it wasn't, L.A. didn't hurt, but when I started back in 1994, you know, with the understanding that my career would be three years, or in my case, it ended up being 13, that there was going to be a transition at some point from professional sports into a life after basketball, and uh, and that's a lot of life left. Uh, And for me, being an active, uh, competitive individual, wanting to pursue uh, 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 a life after basketball, Went to school for radio, television, and motion pictures, so I started to put that to use it, in 1994, and it was a—you know—it's it's a nice compliment for you to see it as seamless. But it was—it's been 22 years as an actor in front and uh, behind the camera, and that's a—it's been a long journey. But when I think about why I've been able to make such a transition, it's—it's it's no different than the basketball success—I successes or failures I've had. They've always amounted to a—who am I surrounded? You know, by and who am I fortunate to be working with from great directors to great actors? And I look back to my first three uh, opportunities uh, I found myself on set with Richard Jenkins, Whoopi Goldberg, Dennis Farina, and, and then it was directed by Spike Lee and Denzel Washington and Rosario Dawson, and then it was on to Oz with Tom Fontana and, and the cast of, of amazing actors that were in that world on HBO. So, you know, I really my successes in life for me have always been because I have amazing teammates and I understand how to play a role, uh, stay in my lane and do what I'm best at. And this is no different here Uh, with VVP. I'm again, I'm blessed to be with the best in, in the world at what they do. And, and I, I do what I do to make this all work, but, uh, it's teamwork. It's teamwork. It's, uh, it's having enough of a of a vision to get out of your own way and let people do what they do and and you do what you do best. Uh, and I keep I keep that journey moving forward and and I'm blessed to be that fortunate to keep finding great teams.
2: You know, as when I was doing the research on the new private equity firm and connecting the dots would be how I would have described it to somebody in terms of uh, what this thing ultimately is going to do. And you know, Stratton, I got to ask you. You know, uh, as I'm sure you followed, had followed Rick before you met him and knew of his uh, successes in basketball and and in acting. Uh, What struck me about Rick through everything was how he was able to connect the dots. In other words, you know, there were better basketball players during that period, but I can't think of many at all who've had more successful careers in terms of how Rick was able to. use his brand, Use be able to connect the dots to create such a strong brand. Um, and it seems like that makes him a natural fit for what you're trying to do.
0: It, it really does. I mean, you know, I am a transplant down here in Southern California. I grew up in the Bay Area, a long-suffering Golden State Warrior fan, uh, knew very well of Rick Fox and his team and, and his uh, championship rings and the rest. And uh, But now as his, as his friend, we walk around town, and there's still so much love that comes towards Rick uh, because of who he was and and that ability to lead teams, be the captain of those championship teams, and, and be a guy that, that everybody remembers as a tremendous athlete, a tremendous hard-working guy, uh, and, and a very nice individual. And you put that together, and he he has parlayed that into what I think he deserved, which is a, a great career in, in professional sports, a great career in acting, and now something where he and I, and Amik, and our other partner, Jace get to have a lot of fun building this, this new, you know, kind of uh, world of
2: championships. Um- Stratton, you were an investor in the San Jose Sharks and the NHL for a number of years. Um, no longer are, as I understand it. Basketball players and the NBA are, as you, of course, as you know, are going big into eSports. We've been talking about that. The NHL, it seems like not so much. Do you think that the NHL can, is sort of a, uh, I don't want to use the word laggard, but let's say an untapped or under, has undervalued potential if it could uh, tap into this vein, uh, uh, the way the NBA is doing?
0: I do. I mean, I think you're starting to see a few NFL teams uh, have interest and start discussions. I have not talked to any NHL teams, but I think what you get to is that, you know, because of the size of the TV contracts and the endorsement fields that you have in the NBA and the NFL, these teams and their ownerships have more flexibility, if you will, in terms of venture investments and business development i think the nhl teams you know there are fewer of those that have that flexibility uh, but i but i still see them having as we have the sharks we have an arena we run events we you know probably ran over a hundred uh concerts and other types of things so i think the the facility is there the desire is there uh but i i don't think they have necessarily the excess cash flow in most of the uh teams today to really focus on
2: we're going to take a quick break
0: Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl.
1: Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio.
0: For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine & More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices.
2: Cheers!
1: Hey, Shaq, and with the NBA Finals in full gear, you know we're all over it on the Big Podcast with Shaq. Can the King bring another title to the land, or will Steph and KD make history again? we got to cover like no one else. Plus, the biggest guests from sports and entertainment, tons of laughs, and the top stories every week, all summer long. Just go ahead and cry those champs. The Big Podcast with Shaq, with a new episode every Monday at Podcast
2: One. And now a quick break to let you know that Forbes Sports Money is brought to you by WordPress.com. WordPress powers 27% of all websites, including Forbes blogs. Get 15% off your new website today at wordpress.com Forbes. That's wordpress.com Forbes. Do you think esports could become bigger than the NFL, the NBA?
0: Well, in my opinion, it will be a top three sport in the next 10 years. And if you go back and look at history, these leagues took 40 and 50 years to develop we're going to do in a decade what it took them four to five decades to do, and they're going to be bigger. I mean, you saw the viewership, the, the live viewership of a League of Legends championship last year, 43 million, second only to the Super Bowl.
2: It's incredible. Rick, you were talking about how observation, uh, making some observations with your children, you know, was sort of getting an understanding of what they were into and the direction culture was going to and so forth. You know, and I, I have a 10-year-old daughter, my only my only child, and – um, sometimes I, tr- I, I find myself doing that and re- sometimes it, I find it very hard to do that and then yeah. do too much as a yeah. parent, I struggle with it. I really, really do, you know? And I'm like, you know, I'm really glad you brought that up. I think you could actually help me a great deal. <laughs> Seriously. I, but I, so I got to ask you, yeah. where did you learn to do that? Like, uh, you know, h- how did that become part of your nature, so to speak?
1: Well, I think what what I what I value most about uh, the lessons I learned as an athlete, whether it was through the mentors like Dean Smith or or Phil Jackson, great, great, really great teachers uh, when it came to group dynamics in a family is a group dynamic. Right. Uh, Where things break down a lot of times is uh, the lack of communication, the lack of flowing, trusting communication uh, both ways, regardless of uh, the position of power. Uh, And when it comes to, for me as a father, when and my kids, the one thing I never, I I always kind of tried to nurture and wanted to grow was always their ability to trust that they could communicate freely to me what they were feeling, what they were passionate about, you know, the things they wanted to do, things they didn't like, and and then I would, you know, try to hold what you're talking about, hold my emotions in check Mm. when it comes to. Nurturing, you know, the ages of ten, you know, and twelve as they get into teenage years, and they and they become, you know, their personalities develop to where they become more opinionated and more dogged about what they want to do. And in all cases, uh, the one thing I've just tried to maintain is is a connection to them, uh, whether it be verbal or nonverbal, on what's going on with them, and try as a parent as we're supposed to be, not only set them on a course for success in life, uh, but also be that rocket ship and that rocket fuel. For them, uh, once they do discover that, and 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 when I think of, you know, you know, raising kids, and it, it takes more than just the parents. It's always the people that are around them, their friends. Like, and Stratton and Ahmed and Jace have been amazing to my own son, who's 22, to help me see the vision of this. Uh, you know, and and that's what it takes. It takes just interested. Uh, it, it takes being interested. It takes being able to listen, uh, and then and and keep those lines of communication going. So. My son's 22. He's a game designer now, thanks to um, this world. Uh, he's passionate about it, but it also has become an actual viable, real uh, opportunity for him because of not just me, but because of Ahmed, who who saw the vision and believed in it, came in and helped purchase his team and set it on course. And Stratton to to see the, the the vision and know knew that he and Chase could take it to another level. And but at the same same time, now you know now they're helping me raise. A son of mine who has who shares his passion.
2: You know, I I really really wanted to do this interview and was after my uh, producer Laurel to, to to track you guys down and it just hit me really why you know I wanted to do this and be able to put it succinctly. Two reasons. One is humility. Um, both of you guys have always had a tremendous amount of humility. You know, a lot of times guys in finance are very highbrow. Uh, same thing with athletes. And and the other thing is. Uh, with Rick, with you man, it's like you're never you've never been afraid to try different things. You know, whether it's dancing with the stars and, and even in the movies you, you you weren't concerned if the how the role you know you weren't afraid to be in comedy and have fun poked at you, you know, and I think that's huge. And and the bottom line with Stratton is I mean, anybody who's willing to own a hockey team in San Jose in California is my kind of guy. I'm a diehard hockey fan. There are about five <laughs> big markets in this country and you guys somehow made it work. So you got my vote. Uh, I want to go to Thank the you. charity, man. The charity is huge. Uh, you recently had the, that star studded party for a purpose raised a ton of money. Can you tell me a little bit about that, please?
0: Sure. I, I think, uh, you know, if you look back at, uh, Rick's, uh, background personally, myself and Amit, we've all been into philanthropy and, and, helping uh, certainly causes that help lots of children, families, uh, healthcare, education, all those things that we have been doing individually for years. And it dawned on us that we could do that more powerfully together. We created the Vision Global Foundation, and we began looking for organizations you know, that not only put the, the, the money that they raise to work, but also put their time and effort in. We found Orphan Starfish, organization I had been working with for a couple of years. They go into... Uh, develop, underdeveloped countries. They go to orphanages where kids um, are at risk of, uh, have been at risk of abuse, uh, of human trafficking, of all sorts of terrible things. And they go in and they help these kids, uh, train them, educate them, give them vocational skills, put them into jobs, and take them out of the cycle of poverty. And so we, we really want to do something big as we kicked off the foundation. We, we adopted, if you will, Orphan Starfish and ran a, a just a wonderful event here in Los Angeles doubled more than doubled what we had raised the first year uh and you know rick brought in his celebrity friends and we put together a, a really great show with some djs at, at one oak and i'm just telling you it, it was one of those uh, nights so you just feel proud You really had, we were very proud of the organization very proud proud of vision venture partners uh and of what we could actually bring to these kids
2: that sounds awesome hey you know rick i gotta ask you you, you talk about somebody who's successful you, you've been working on uh i think wrapped up working on the uh, episode with, season of Greenleaf, Oprah's production. Um, and, and you played a journalist, so my heart's out to you, you know? In my industry there, my friend. Uh, I mean, please share with me, you know, what was that like working with Oprah?
1: It's, it's again, man, I'm just, I'm blessed. I, I, find, I, I get an opportunity to be a part of a great cast, and, and it's led by not only Oprah behind the scenes, and, but she actually gets on camera. Uh, so she sets the bar exceptionally high. Uh, Merle Dandridge, Keith David, Lynn Whitfield, actors that I've seen from afar, I've watched, in uh, some cases, Broadway uh, royalty, uh, and you know, I, I get a chance to dance with them on a day-to-day basis for a number of months, and, and we're pretty proud of the work we've done, and I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, um, blessed to have been a part of it. The show's doing well, and uh, watching Where Oprah Takes It Next, as uh, she continues to grow on and, and challenge us and challenges each and every one of us to show up uh, with our best. It's, uh, you know, it'll be back in, I think it comes back on the air in August. And I'm um, looking forward to it. We also just did a um, Lexus short film called Game that keeps winning with the Weinstein Company. Just kept kept keeps winning a ton of awards, which is pretty good uh, and exciting for the hard work for the kids involved. And uh, so if you can go check that out, too, man, pretty appreciate
2: it. And now for a quick commercial break to let you know, this podcast is brought to you by Braintree. Having an up-to-date payment system is one of those things, like a rattle in your engine, that you might let slide to the bottom of the to-do list. Everything's working now, so you'll get to it when you get to it. But that's not necessarily a practical strategy. Leave it too long and you could be stranded on the side of the highway. And when we're talking about getting paid, You don't want to get stranded. It might not be a bad time to check in with Braintree and keep your business humming. Braintree. Rethink payments. Find out more at BraintreePayments.com slash Forbes. Was meeting Oprah intimidating at all?
1: Uh, uh, I'd met her a number of times, uh, but always in social settings Mm. and and at parties and events. uh, So never really... Got a chance to to talk in depth, uh, uh, career-wise or acting-wise, and uh, and in this go round that shifted. Uh, she's as, as as present as one could be with all that's going on in her life, and is and is connected when she's communicating with you. And man, I tell you, a great teammate uh, when she's acting. Uh, and so yeah, I mean it's it's to be her. I'm sure is daunting at times uh, to find that private space and time to just be a human being. Uh, But I I think she she's pretty comfortable around set and and around her fellow actors and and definitely the the cast of Greenleaf.
2: Very cool. Uh, One of the things I was interested, I found very interesting in reading is one of the ways you guys uh, are going to be different with Vision Venture Partners than some of the other, maybe all the other private equity guys out there that. Are trying to get into these types of ventures? Is you guys have said you're going to be hands on. Um, what exactly does that mean?
0: Well, <laughs> that, that no, means.
1: You that, Stratton.
0: Yeah, it means I've gone back to waking up at 6 a.m., being in the office at 7 a.m., and going home sometime about 8 p.m. as we corral all these companies and try to work them. But so we, we are, to myself, Rick, uh, and Jace, we are operating the companies every day. We're going in hands on and uh, hiring the right people, uh, getting the operations together, putting the budgets together, raising the cash, uh, going and seeing customers, going and seeing partners. I mean, it's, these are companies, and you know, there's one company that I think we um, aspire to be like 20 years from now, and that would be uh, what Warren Buffison and Berkshire Hathaway. They take those large stakes, they go in and put great management teams in, and they really look at them as their companies, not just investors. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. Is start it started from a, a little different perspective, uh, focus on new new millennia type of generation always uh uh sectors, but really be hands on because if we can 't work it, then how can we you know really know what what 's necessary how can we help build these great companies for the
2: future yeah one of the things unfortunately we see a lot of is athletes who, after their careers or shortly after their careers, are out of money you know and and some of them you know seems like they just turn the keys over to a financial advisor and then you know uh, I had the great privilege the other day of meeting guy, you know, who was just an idol of mine as a kid, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you know, we don't have to list all the things, but he guy's been through some hard times, you know, uh, financially, and to me it seems this type of thing is a much better use or investment of money for athletes if for them coming in as partners than to just, you know, give it to some certified financial analyst and, and then check in in 10 years. You know, I mean, you know, the old sweat equity. And, I, and I'm wondering, have you guys had, uh, you know, a lot of interest from other people in the sports and entertainment industry to be part of this?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I can think back to two years ago when we, we first made the announcement. We The calls flooded in from current pro owners uh, of teams to then athletes that, uh, that had interest that are gamers that are curious about uh, what it was that we were doing uh, mentored some of them uh, some of them went on to actually purchase uh, stakes and teams which was exciting uh, it really it is it's a language maybe a little different dialect when we think of eSports but it is it is the language they speak already it's why it, you know it, it hit me so so deeply to my core because it spoke to all my senses uh, and I can make sense of professional uh, competition. I understand the flow. I've never run a team like Stratton. That's why you go and find partners and and get out of the way. But I can actually have a conversation with Stratton and Amit and Jace and actually add value to the equation uh, because I've lived it, right? I lived it for years at at the highest level. I've seen guys like Red Arbach do his thing. I've seen guys like Jerry West do their thing. I've been coached by the best coaches. I know what they look like and sound like. Uh, and so it helps it helps uh, in that equation. So when when athletes look to drop their money and, and things outside of their expertise and yet the, and then decide to go it alone, that's where you get the horror stories. But, uh, you know, you get the horror stories because you cannot you know, when you re- when you leave professional sports, you're a beginner again. In a lot of cases in life, you know, you're, the skill sets you had from your days as an athlete on court don't necessarily all transfer into the business world or even into your home life. So you're in a, in, a, in a course for adjustment and correction. And so uh, the same lessons I give my son who wasn't a professional athlete, I give to any other pro athlete in retirement. Don't go it alone. Put, hire the best. Put the best people around you. Learn from them and be okay being the dumbest one in the room. And then find your role, find your value, and be okay with just delivering that. You, you, your chances of succeeding in, a life, in life are far greater uh, after, after sports, after your professional career if you continue to surround yourself with teammates that know what they're doing.
2: And now a quick break. Whether you're looking to create a website for your business or a personal blog, you'll make a big impact when you build your site on WordPress.com. Even if you don't have experience building a website, WordPress.com can guide you through the process. They have hundreds of customized themes to get you started. You'll get built-in social sharing. And if you're on WordPress.com, you immediately have a leg up on everyone else when it comes to search engine optimization. On WordPress.com, you get support 24-7 when you need it. Come see why more websites run on WordPress than any other platform. Get started today with 15% off any new plan purchase. Go to WordPress.com Forbes to create your website and find the membership plan that's right for you. That's wordpress.com slash Forbes for 15% off your brand new website. wordpress.com slash Forbes. What seems particularly hard, Rick, is the, the different environments that you're in. By that, I mean if when you're acting, it's quiet on the set. Uh, it's completely different than obviously you know, when you're playing bas- basketball and you're out there in Staples Center and everybody's screaming, uh, you're in a board meeting. You're, you're you're going over numbers. That's yet a third type of environment. All these different types of situations. What would be the advice you'd give to somebody who perhaps is listening and they want to be an entrepreneur like yourself and, and have different types of endeavors to be able to adapt yourself mentally to those situations?
1: It is a huge. It is a huge shift. Um, but you hit it on the head. It's listening. It's it's really shutting up and listening. Um, I had to learn that, uh, and it took a minute because, because in in sports on the floor on the court, the death is a lack of communication, uh, mm. and so you you're constantly chattering, you're constantly you know, you know communicating whether it be ungraceful or not. You just need to get it out uh, because that's how you process as the game is moving at warp speed. The boardroom is different, and a business office is different. How you interact, how I interact with uh, with Amit or Stratton or Jace, uh, you know, I had to find over the years, I had to find how to communicate uh, and, and structure my life effectively, but it required me really being a student again, being a beginner again, and, and actually being around individuals that know what they're doing, and being okay being a rookie. So it took time. Look, I've been out of the game for 13 years now. Uh, I would say it took me a good eight years to really find a rhythm, and then I would say even now, and that was in the in the acting space, right? But uh, even now in business, the last however many years I've been doing this now, outside of just being an investor and now moving into an actual partner and operator, uh, it it has been a a learning process. And I, I I am saddled up with the best in the business, and that makes me stronger, and I'm going to grow. And if you check in with
2: me two, three years from now, I'll be a better businessman then than I am today. And now for a quick break, letting you know this podcast is brought to you by Braintree. If you think that your payment system exists solely for the purpose of transferring money from a customer's wallet to yours, think again. Braintree, rethink payments. Learn more at BraintreePayments.com/Forbes. Were you uh, did you go through a SmackDown experience uh, in order to get this attitude? Where you got badly burned, or did yeah. something? Yeah.
1: Not not burned per se. Um, it's it's. I think, I'm, I think my attitude is always I'm never, I've never made it. I'm never there yet. There's always something else to learn. I'm always evolving. I'm always trying to take in and process information to be better the next day. It's like the quicker I can fail and fall down, the better I can get up and try, try it again and actually get to the success. So when, a, when my son at 22 says, Dad, all you do is win, in his mind, he only sees the wins. But there's, you know, it's literally my relationship with loss is probably my greatest strength. The ability to lose and not have it define my next attempt. So I'm constantly, I'm, I'm constantly waiting for Stratton or Jace or Ahmed to, to, to correct something I'm doing uh, as a as not only a partner and a friend, but just because I'm constantly trying to reach a level that they're at. Just like I've been trying to reach a level that you know the great actors I finally found myself working with that they're at. Right. And when I line up when I line up opposite William Macy, who's you know who I, to be on the set with him took me twenty two years to get there, but a lot of people schooled me along the way so that I could be ready for that moment and and that's no different in any you know the same way in basketball you know Larry Bird schooled me my my rookie year took me you know nine ten ten years to win a championship got you know I figured it out as I went along
2: attitude attitude seems like it's everything attitude man hey Stratton uh if I were to say to you you know three, four years from now. What will this company look like? You know, roughly how big will it be and what will it comprise? What could you tell me?
0: You know, I, I think our, our esports uh, uh sector here with these three companies and others we may add, I, I really believe we're going to be north of $100 million in, in revenues and doing deals and entertainment with some of the largest studios and some of the largest distributions. I think we'll be on network TV. I think we'll be in other sectors like lifestyle, food, and beverage. I mean, everybody loves fast, casual dining now that's healthy, organic, all that, we're diving in deep into that sector too. So you're going to see us into sectors we think are where the next generation's going because we are that generation. There's, generations isn't age anymore. It's how we all act. And it's this always connected, always social, always moving environment. And, and we want to be the ones, you know, who, who are the lead dog in that race because the view only changes for the lead dog. And that's what you're going to see us do. It's, it's really expand uh, tremendously put, lots and lots of capital to work from ourselves and our, our investors, and uh, we're going to win.
2: And these e-gamers, you know, it's, it's new in this country, so a lot of people aren't familiar with it. I mean, th- that's these types of lifestyle endeavors that you're getting into, these e-gamers are into it. So there's a big crossover there. And, and outside the U.S., some of these e-gamers are like cult heroes. They're like, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Okay, so uh, Rick and Stratton, thanks so much for joining me on uh, Forbes Sports Money. And, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of good stuff here. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. All righty.
0: Thanks. Thank you.
2: That's it for this episode of Forbes Sports Money. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with a comment or question, please email us at dot onecom That's O-N-E dot com.
0: Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Did you know there were over 1 million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Did someone say brunch?
1: Leave the egg hunting to the kids. We'll have even more fine hunting for your brilliant brunch, Riesling.
0: Ham's sweet and salty richness pairs perfectly with sweeter wines with bold fruit. How about a juicy Pinot Noir? Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500
2: beers at always low prices. (laughs) Cheers! I'm Ed Donahue.